0: Hello everybody, welcome to the third episode of VMware Runs on VMware podcast series about digital transformation. I'm Sarita Kaur, Senior Manager at VMware IT and your host for this series. This is the third in the series on digital transformation where we speak to VMware IT and get insights on how we achieved digital transformation at VMware. In the last two episodes, you heard our CIO, Jason, our IT CTO, Jerry, and our engineering and architecture head, Rupa, talk about the organizational impact, the foundational decisions, and the SaaS mindset that is so essential for embarking on a digital transformation. If you want to hear the earlier podcasts, please check the links below. Today, we are going to get into the details of how we accomplished the digital transformation journey with VMware IT leadership. I am delighted to have with me today, Balaji Parthasarthi, Senior Director, IT Enterprise Architecture, and Mukund Yadav, the IT Director for Application Operations. Welcome to the podcast, Balaji and Mukund.
1: Hi, Nice, nice to be here and looking forward for this conversation.
2: Thank you, Sirita.
0: Thank you, Balaji. Thank you, Mukun. So Balaji and Mukun, you've both been closely involved with the digital transformation journey at VMware. Balaji, you've been leading us from the applications end and Mukun, you've been at the helm of the entire operations. Whenever a company plans to invest in modern technologies, possibly one of the first questions that challenges the IT leaders is coexistence of the new technologies with the existing applications. Balaji, how do you balance investing in modern technologies while maximizing your existing application portfolio investment?
1: It is an important question that every organization asks when they embark on this modernization journey, as we know, right? And it's very important to get this right. And uh, it's not one size fits all because every organization is different. The priorities are quite different. But the best lens to look at it is from a perspective of an athlete. So let's look at the game of hockey. What makes a great player is, uh, is basically who knows where the puck is going rather than where it is today. And it is true for any transformation for that matter, right? So our focus has been always in terms of realizing the maximum value with an impactful investment. And what, what we call that zone is a transformation zone. And any application that falls in the transformation zone is an important candidate to be looking at for modernization. Let's let's look at what is transformation zone all about, right? It is characterized by two important things. It's a mission critical. At the same time, it's going to be bringing a lot of business disruptions in a positive way, right? So these are the transformation zones which is going to be maximizing our returns when we invest in modernization. And obviously, then comes a portfolio of all applications falling into incubation zone, the performance zone, and the productivity zone, right? So that's basically the strategy in terms of how we will be approaching what we pick up, what we prioritize from a portfolio standpoint. The second most important aspect is, how do we scale? And uh, what we mean by scaling is basically looking at a platform mindset so that every team doesn't reinvent the wheel again and again, right? So the perspective is, accountability at the service level but contributing to the platform it could be in terms of pipeline automation it could be in terms of devops practices it could be in terms of uh, test automation framework or whatever it may be, right at the end of the day it's it's basically a reprints and reuse model in terms of platform and bringing in a platform mindset is going to accelerate it so basically maximizing or transform transformation zone and accelerating through platform mindset that's how we approach when it comes to
0: modernization Hey, thanks, Balaji, I do agree with you there. A platform mindset is crucial to supporting the journey. You mentioned accountability at services and scalability as a platform, right? And that leads me to my next question. Mukund, you've been at the forefront of the infrastructure journey. Do tell us, how did we enable an infrastructure to support the app modernization journey?
2: Thank you. Sir. This uh, is definitely a good question. So uh, we have built an infrastructure prime for transformation and that's how we have enabled our platform and application modernization to support our journey of uh, becoming a truly SaaS company. I still remember we have started our journey way back in 2014 when we started a Docker POC and then we went on uh, creating or enhancing this platform. Uh, and now we have the platform which is running on the three data centers. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Mukund. And I do remember we architected several applications uh, to increase the business agility and application delivery velocity by building microservices for elastic realistic uh, cloud infrastructure. We then hosted these applications on the modern application platform to leverage its uh, exceptional scalability and resilience. Absolutely. And to our listeners, there are a lot of blogs on the VMware and VMware site on this topic. So do check those out as well. Apology. what more did VMware do to prepare for its app modernization journey?
1: It all starts with a cultural change in terms of the mindset to start with, right? Uh, Instead of looking at the modernization journey as revolutionary and it has to be a big bang, the approach that we have taken is preparing towards an incremental value uh, that can be brought into the ecosystem through an evolutionary model, right? Uh, That's that's an important mindset because incremental value uh, being brought in is more important than revolutionary because what happens is that it's a dynamic ecosystem, the the requirements are changing, the market conditions are changing, so which means there is a continuous agility and course correction that is required to make this happen. The second aspect is we did talk about um, the very crystal clear in terms of where is the um, uh, buck for the investment. And that's basically in terms of high value applications in the transformation zone, which is quite disruptive when it comes to the business value, but at the same time, it's mission critical. The third component is we have a structured approach towards this decoupling uh, exercise. And uh, that starts with the mindset of domain driven design architecture, and framework, a very consistent way to start breaking this monolith uh, construct into microservices, but to start with breaking those down into very meaningful functional domains and subdomains and start to, start having a clear strategy in terms of how do we want to evolve uh, uh the modernization, right? It could be refactoring, it could be in terms of replatforming, it could be in terms of uh, something that we need to break it into microservices. So it could be different strategies for each of these subdomains that is going to be evolving. And obviously, we talked about the foundation that Mukund talked about, start building on those platforms, contribute those platforms, evolve those platforms hand in hand as we modernize. So that's basically how we prepare starting from mindset into very tangible outcomes that we see today.
0: Thank you, Valaji. And we learned a lot also during this process. So what would be your recommendation, You know, your tips and tricks, like these are the things one must definitely do and these are the pitfalls to look out for in the app modernization journey?
1: So the fundamental pitfall that every organization gets into is trying to have a solution in hand and trying to uh, find a problem to fit the solution, right? So the first no-no is not to get into this mindset of having a solution which is an app modernization and I try to find a problem to fit the solution, Right. The, the way that we always look at it, start with a transformational goal, start with a problem statement, and then look at an opportunity to use app modernization as a mechanism to achieve those transformations. Basically, start with the problem in hand and, and evolve into solution. And one of the options is always app modernization, right? And over a period of time, start calibrating and maturing towards the match of architecture. What we mean by back architecture is basically uh, start having microservices as the fundamental first citizen in your design constructs, And what that means is basically your business functionality which can be independently deployed, de- developed, deployed and managed. The second aspect is uh, the second component of Mac is API first. So, a well-defined contract that, that is established and that is the basis on which the decoupling happens in a very meaningful way, and the eventual consistency constructs evolve over a period of time, right? The third is start looking at cloud more than just as a storage and hosting uh, um, alternatives, but also start using all the full capabilities to evolve it as a cloud native SaaS ecosystem. And last and most important is be headless. What it means is basically the frontline user experiences Is completely decoupled from the business logic from the back end. Obviously, it's a progressive affair, but uh, at the end of the day, what we are going to get is a meaningful abstraction so that each team can uh, accelerate their innovation independently without a close coupling that is the challenge the model constructs, right? So, these are our learnings, and it evolves. We calibrate, learn, fall down, make mistakes, but at the same time, learn from it quickly. We course correct ourselves, right? That's that's basically. Uh some of the learnings and the tricks of the trade
0: here. That is a refreshing perspective, Walaji. Looking for a transformational opportunity, you know, rather than narrowing it down to just a solution to a problem. And I'm sure our listeners will remember the acronym of Mac, you know, microservices, API first, cloud native SaaS, and Headless. So, Mukun, you've lived through this transformation at VMware, and you've supported not only the implementation but the day two or post go live operations as well. Given your experience, what would be your top three things to look out for when embarking on this journey, uh, specifically from the infra level?
2: Absolutely, so there are top three things which comes to my mind, right? So the number one is we need to start the platform build with the end state in mind. And we had to also make sure that we do a regular upgrades and patching of this platform so that they're up to the latest level. And the last but not least is that we need to make sure that we have uh, the regular DRs, the uh, quarterly DRs performed at the application level and at the platform level so that we have a comfort or, uh, you can say, uh, confidence of uh, uh, making sure that we our applications are up and running, even if one of the data centers goes down. The second thing that we have to pay close attention is towards the network, right? So network is something which is given, uh, but most of the time we have to make sure that it is uh, it is set for the redundancy. And we have to also make sure that we test the uh, network redundancy on a regular basis. And the last but not least is uh, we need to make sure that we provide self-service uh, to our application team so that they can easily onboard any applications to the platform. So these are the few things that are on top of my mind always uh, when it comes to platform operations.
0: Thanks, Mokun. We do perform our DR tests every quarter, right? Which gives us the confidence uh, for any disaster that could occur, especially in a time like this when we can pretty much expect the unexpected. And I remember the emphasis, uh, absolutely, right? And I I do remember the emphasis you gave uh, for as much self-service as possible and how you inspire us to look for ways to automate, you know, and make things easier and simpler for uh, not just the developer community, but also the administrators. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Vukun. So now we shall turn a little futuristic. So looking forward, Balaji, how are technology trends impacting the app modernization plan for the next, say, five years?
1: So more than more than the trends aspect, right? There are fundamental guardrails and principles that we need to keep in mind, right? Um, when we looking at architecting for the future, uh, obviously the technology trends will be evolving. There could be more te- more and more technology tools and ecosystems that's coming our way, right? But the most fundamental god is start accepting the distributed systems of the reality and going back to the constructs of the cap theorem that is what is basically the consistency availability and partition track tolerance uh, keeping these three constructs and we should start recognizing that we can achieve only two at a point of time and this question of trade-offs and what is that meaningful trade-off is the consistency and availability is important to us or is availability and partition tolerance, obviously network outages are a given, right? How do we architect around those aspects? And what, uh, so at a, at a point of time, probably we can achieve two. And what these meaningful trade offs means need to be very clearly uh, uh, articulated in your ar- architectural North Stars. And that need to be uh, the basis on which we make technology choices, right? The second aspect is keep trust, that's in terms of security, complex, and privacy at the center of and above all the feature requirements. And this is what I'm seeing the trend. The NFRs, what we call non-functional requirements, are going to be the decisive factor in terms of how the future of the ecosystem is going to be evolving. And what that means is basically uh, we need to start thinking about beyond features in terms of flexibility, reliability, scalability, observability, operability, and performance, right? So these are all, which was probably a second citizen in the traditional world. He's the first citizen or the most important aspects in terms of uh, the future of how the uh, architecture is going to evolve. And why it is important is basically this is going to determine how we are going to consume or the, the customers, the client, the partner ecosystem, or even that end developer ecosystem is going to consume these services and adopt these services because these non-functional requirements will be be probably at the top of the agenda than the functional functionalities as a whole, right? So it gives a different perspective in terms of how the future is evolving and all technology choices is making, we need to be making sure that it adheres to these broad rails.
0: Absolutely, Balaji. And as you rightly said, there are always choices we need to make. And at VMware, we certainly take the security, the compliance, privacy very seriously. It is at the core of everything we do, along with all the constructs that you already spoke about. We hear a lot about multi-cloud strategy and how important it is from the availability perspective. In your view, Mukund, uh, how do you see this panning out in the app modernization at VMware?
2: Okay, this availability is the topmost agenda for any SaaS company, right? So basically, the cost of providing that extra nine goes up exponentially high, right, when we... Uh, cannot uh, uh, completely depend on one data center or one cloud provider. That means that on one hand, we have to make sure that we write applications that can run on any cloud. And on other hand, we have to set up a vendor-neutral platform so that the application development team don't have to worry about where the application is going to run. So we have built a TKG multi-cloud platform on two private clouds, which are on the West Coast and one in the public cloud on one on the East Coast. So we have totally three TKG platforms uh, for these four nines of availability. And this is how we are going to achieve the availability using the multi-cloud.
0: Exactly, Mukund. And availability is at the top of all our minds and one of our key KPIs as well. Absolutely. I used to dread the availability dashboard, right, which shows us the uptime of every one of our systems. And that was before this entire TKG came up. And it's a real challenge, what you said, when we have to find that, fine balance between being able to ensure seamless deployments and, uh, and that it is on a vendor-neutral platform where the application is going to run. So while the DevOps minds... Yeah, Balaji, please go ahead. So I would
1: like to add one more point on that, Savita, right? It's an interesting ecosystem that's evolving because when it comes to SaaS, the upgrade is invisible to the customer ecosystem. When I say customer, it's basically internal and external, right? So the upgrades are completely invisible and that completely challenges the way that we look at availability today. And this multi-cloud approach in terms of solving for uh, availability is a critical aspect because uh, two fundamental things, right? How horizontally we scale into the various public clouds. At the same time, how do we bring in the technology stack that helps us to scale easily and interoperable across the clouds, right? These are the two fundamental things. And I think VMware plays a critical role here in those ecosystems until TKG plays a TKG game. Place a critical aspects a layer on the top of all these clouds. Uh, it is the game changer.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we, we do agree, right? TKG is the way to go. And while the DevOps mindset accelerates the digital delivery, the production systems still need efficient monitoring as part of our digital transformation. But we'll deal with all those details in another episode. So let me do a quick recap today we spoke about the architecting of the app modernization journey the mac architecture of microservices api first cloud native saas and headless where we decouple the back end logic from the front end user experience we understood what to keep in mind from a platform operations perspective and we also did some crystal ball gazing into the technology trends and multi cloud strategy and that brings us to the end of our third Digital Transformation episode. Thank you, Balaji and Mukund. that has been a really interesting conversation and we had a lot of insights.
1: Thanks, Sipta. We enjoyed It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Balaji, Mukund. And to our listeners, we hope you liked it. And if you did, please drop us a comment and subscribe to the VMware Runs on VMware TV Insider channel for more interesting IT stories we'll be discussing another IT digital transformation story in the next episode of the series. If you wish to hear a podcast on a particular topic, do leave a comment or contact us at vmw on BMW at vmware.com. Stay tuned.